Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. The mainstream media is currently talking about two things. Number one, apparently lots of investors are selling their properties and that's going to crash the market. And then number two, this fixed rate mortgage cliff that apparently it's going to crash the market. So today, I'm going to share with you a lot of facts and data about what's happening to our various property markets. I'm going to go through city by city and show you where we're at in terms of listings. Are listings actually increasing or are they decreasing? I'm then going to share with you an update on where we stand in terms of fixed rates expiring and what it means to the property market. And finally, I'll then go through the areas that you might want to avoid in almost every single market around Australia because they are the markets where capital growth could be constrained. I have a number of charts and tables to go through to back up everything I'm saying. So if that's what you want, stay tuned. Hi, it's Nero here, and let's begin by looking at listings on a city-by-city basis to see if more and more people are actually selling their properties. Let's begin with our most expensive market, Sydney. So here you can see that Sydney listings, and what you can see is that November 2022, December 22 was a reduction, and then January, February, there was an uptick, all the way up to March 2023, and then look, month on month, listings have been generally coming down. So in terms of total listings, we're actually lower now than we were a few months ago. What about Melbourne? A very similar pattern. You can see here that listings did start to increase in the first quarter of 2023, but since then they've been coming steadily down. Let's have a look at Brisbane. Here in Brisbane, again, you can see that from January this year, February was increased, March was an increase, and then a general reduction in listings. Adelaide, again, from January, there was an increase to February, March, and then there's been a general reduction. The data doesn't lie. The fact is that in most of our major markets, after a slight uptick in January, February, March, listings have actually been coming down, and that's what's driving property prices higher. And finally, let's not forget Perth, where again, same pattern. There was a slight increase in listings January, February, March. That's what the media got hold of. But since then, look at the listings fall away. There's a reduction in listings. So that means there's less supply at a time when demand is actually increasing. And that's being reported when you see headlines like this. No relief for house prices as rate pause lures more buyers. Buyers lured by the pause in interest rate rises are keeping pace with the supply of homes offered for sale even as the trend in new listing rises, analysis from CoreLogic shows. The Reserve Bank of Australia's decision to keep rates on hold for the second month could fuel even faster absorption rates as buyer sentiment improves, experts say. The months of supply, which measures the number of listings against the estimated number of sales, fell to just 1.7 months nationwide, down from 2.1 months in February and lower than the decade average of 2.4 months. That's the key point, that regardless of what people are saying about listings, the current number of listings is lower than the decade 
average. So here we have the national rolling four-week count of new listings added to the market for sale from CoreLogic. You can see the blue line is the five-year average, and then you can see the red line, 2023. And all that happened was, from record lows, we increased up to meet the average, and then we're now falling away again. So this dramatic increase in listings that the media seems to be talking about is actually not materializing. And if you look at many markets around the country, the strongest performers especially, you'll actually see that it's so difficult to buy property right now. Almost every decent property that goes on the market, you're seeing multiple people interested, multiple offers. In fact, it's no longer just the better quality properties. For example, in Sydney right now, even properties that need major renovations are now coming back into demand. Why once shunned renovators delights are back. Sydney home buyers are flocking back to fixer-uppers as rising property prices, limited choice, and easing construction pressures shift demand back to homes in need of work. The shift has seen a spike in buyers competing for homes ready for a renovation or rebuild. 30 buyers turned out to compete for a five-bedroom 1970s home in Hornsby Heights last month, sending the price to 1.506 million. Did you get that? That's 30 buyers, okay? Massive demand. A dozen buyers registered to bid on a fire-damaged home in Ashbury that fetched 2.3 million, and another 10 on a rundown Newtown Terrace where the hallway passed through the bathroom that sold for 1.516 million. So when you see an increase in demand for properties that need work, from owner occupiers especially, that shows you that there is a massive shortage of properties on the market and we're not seeing an increase in listings like the media might report about. The fact is there are still massive stock shortages. But then if there hasn't been an increase in listings, surely by now the fixed rate mortgage cliff has kicked in and that's gonna crash the market, isn't it? Well, again, have a look at the data. Here's an update from CoreLogic which says, are we there yet? A fixed rate cliff update. CoreLogic published a note outlining what we knew about the so-called fixed rate cliff in February this year. It was a forward look into what we could expect when an estimated 1.3 million home loans went from low fixed rates to high variable rates. Now, six months later, we've arrived at what was forecast as the peak transition period, a three-month duration where the bulk of these loans would expire. The article then goes on to explain what the fixed rate mortgage cliff is, how many people could be affected by it, what the difference in the repayments are, etc. But here's some of the key points. Although total housing repayments in arrears has increased from a recent low of 1% in the September quarter of 2022, and that's the part that the media will then highlight, in actuality, the total housing repayments in arrears remain below pre-pandemic levels at 1.6% in the March quarter. Now remember, before the pandemic, interest rates were way lower than they are right now and yet arrears were worse back then than they are at the moment. And then finally, we have this from Commonwealth Bank. Mortgage cliff a mirage as banks keep borrowers. Halfway through a $350 billion wave of home loans, moving from a fixed rate to a more expensive variable interest rate, the major banks appear the early winners, picking up business from smaller lenders even as arrears stay low. Commonwealth Bank, which has $52 billion of mortgages, 
transitioning off fixed rates in the second half of the year said arrears for loans rolling onto fixed rates were in line with its broader portfolio. 30-day arrears were just 0.92% and 90-day delinquencies were 0.43%, it said. So it clearly shows you that the fixed rate mortgage cliff is not an issue on a nationwide basis. But now that doesn't mean that the news is good everywhere and you can just go and buy blindly. There are some markets that you do need to avoid because yes, there are some investors in certain markets that have overstretched themselves and you need to know what those markets are and avoid them. So you've got the inner suburbs of Melbourne where more than half the listings right now are from investors. Sydney, the city and the inner south. Darwin, Sydney eastern suburbs, Parramatta, which seems to be uh, an area that a lot of people choose to in invest in. Lots of investors selling out right now. But it's not just Sydney. If you look at Perth, for example, inner city of Perth. Now Perth in general is a market that's been very strong. But again, that doesn't mean that you can buy everywhere. Inner city Perth, so places like Subiaco for right now, are struggling. Brisbane, inner city Brisbane. Again, a market I wouldn't be touching, even though Brisbane as a whole is really, really good. That's why I've said in the past, when you buy in a particular market, you're not buying in the city. You need to know which suburbs to target. Suburb selection is key because there are certain suburbs in a good, well-performing city that are going to underperform, like you're seeing here. So what does this all mean in the end? It means that number one, overall, the property market is very, very healthy. Listings are down, which is driving properties up as we have so much demand, especially from migration. The fixed rate mortgage cliff, as you saw earlier on, is becoming a bit of a mirage. It's really a total and absolute non-event. But when you're choosing to invest, you need to know where to invest and make sure you're doing your due diligence. If you want help with that, check out the description for some links that may assist. Otherwise, I'll see you next time. Hi, it's Nero here again, and thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, and you're looking for a full blueprint on how to invest in property to gain a passive income, then go to Nero Book, that's N-I-R-O Book, B-O-O-K, go to nerobook.com.au to get a free copy of my book, Wake Up Wealthier, how to build a property portfolio that pays you an income each and every month. Now, I used to sell this book for $47, but for a limited time, I'm giving you both the digital version and the audio version totally for free. Now, the reason I'm doing that is because I want to give more people a chance to get this information. Plus, I also know that a certain number of you when you go through the book, we'll like what you see and you'll reach out um, to find out more about our future services. But even if you don't, that's okay because the book itself is a full blueprint about how to build a property portfolio that pays your passive income, even if you've never invested before. So if that's what you want, then go to nerobook.com.au to get your free version of the book while you still can.